Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Lexi and Jordan are here to chat with you guys today. How are you, Jordan? Good. Good. We have a little opener about um, birthday celebrating advice. Do you yeah. have any like advice to make it? I, part of why I'm thinking about this is all of most of my children's birthdays are really close together. And um, my parents are right there too. And I'm having another baby in the middle of it all <laughs> this year. So it's on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how do you make it doable and fun and celebratory? Um, so just over the past year, um, I have decided upon buying gifts very early for things. Um, because if I wait till the week of one, I feel much less thoughtful about the gift and much more like I just have to get something. So I've been trying to get gifts as I think of them and just go ahead mm-hmm. and grab them online, have them shipped to my house usually and go ahead and even wrap it so that the day mm-hmm. of it's like, I'm not rushing around trying to get it together. It's just like I had this prepared and it can Mm -hmm. be um, more fun. I can be more present in the moment. Um, And then something fun that my sister-in-law does that I thought I should mention is uh, on her kids' birthdays, she always blows up balloons. This is like for little kids, obviously, but she blows up a few balloons and tapes them on their door for when they wake up and they've come to expect it. And it's like very special that that person is, that's their birthday and those are their birthday balloons on their door. (laughs) That's really cute. That's so simple. Such a simple way to, Mm -hmm. that's cute. And then there's another couple at our church that they do a thing with balloons and they put them on their ceiling fans. So same kind of thing. Oh yeah. Like, okay, this is a signal that we are celebrating today. That's cute. What's yours? Um, I, I think I've let go of the, I don't know. I'm okay with not being as hospitable to those outside of my home through birthday season. Now I used to feel really bad about that but I realized it was robbing my kids of me just pouring into them, if that makes sense. So like I know that's hospitality, like having people over and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. cause really for us, it is in some weeks there, it's like every, like my parents' birthdays mm-hmm. this week, both of them in mm-hmm. separate days. Um, and then Ira's will be within two weeks. And then, you know, a few weeks later is one of them. So I was like trying to always cram outside hospitality in addition to that. And it just, mm-hmm it robbed my children of me just being able to pour into them. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of okay with springtime. Like I'm just being hospitable to my kids. And I know that sounds like weird advice, but there's like this weird birthday party guilt if you don't get everything perfect. Yeah. So just take one thing off of your plate. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so yeah, that's for me. And then we don't do like, sometimes we do. We haven't set a precedent at birthday parties though, because mm-hmm. we have Brian's side of the family is big. My family's not all here, but we have a lot of kids too. So when you factor in like food for that many people, mm-hmm. it can get pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just really kind of try and keep it like very celebratory, but within our actual who lives under our roof sort of a thing. And then if we can go beyond that year by year, we try, but mm-hmm. we don't make it yeah. big then, every single year. Right. And something that we've been doing for the kids that's been fun is instead of like having a birthday party at our house where we invite a bunch of people, 
we've been taking the boys to do something that they wanted to do, which is usually like, yeah, that's good. Go swimming somewhere or go to the zoo or something. So Mm -hmm. we all load up and go do something fun, which honestly is great because it's like you said, birthdays can be so tricky sometimes, especially when you're inviting friends and family and then like all of the food and yeah. And which circle you get into in the inviting. So it's been really nice just to kind of like, we're just going to go and do that for the day. And it seems fun and exciting and special. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's good. Good advice for the celebratory people out there. Um, today's topic is sustainable discipleship. I think that's what we're calling it. (laughs) Sustainable discipleship. And what we mean by that is, um, you know, well, tell them what you asked me the other day. Okay. What did I ask you? I mean, I know, was there a certain way I asked it? I don't remember. No, I guess you were just like, what do I do? I, I want to do this, oh, yes. but I have all these other things I'm also yes. doing. It's a good thing. How can yeah. I do this? Yeah. Well, I was telling Jared that like, if there, if there was 27 women that came up to me and were like, will you disciple me or mentor me in the certain area? I want to be able to be like, yes, to every single one of them. And, mm-hmm. and there's just not a way to do that. And also like do all the at home duties that I have to do and kids that mm-hmm. Um, unless I get a method in place now. So <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I've been working on this week is getting a method in place so that discipleship um, of women around me, whenever I'm asked or approached about that, that I can like give a hearty yes and be excited about yeah. it and not feel like, okay, how's this going to fit in? Yeah. I am, sustainable. Like, yes. Sustainable. <laughs> so I am, I am super excited anytime someone asks me to disciple them. Um, and because it's like, Someone who is wanting to grow in the Lord enough that they're willing to ask an awkward question. Exactly. Which, in any, I've, I've said before, anytime that um, I have asked someone to disciple me, I feel like I'm asking them to go on a date for the first time. Like, it just feels like an awkward question. Like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, if someone is willing that much to do that, then I want to um, pour into them and I want to like mm-hmm. see that. Uh, red apple, if you will, of like God working in their heart and wanted to, and if they're, if they're that season that I want to pour in, I boxed Lexi this week asking, how can this happen? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what do you do? So we thought we'd brainstorm a little bit about some of the ways that we try to make discipleship sustainable in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I didn't mention to you, but I'm thinking about this as you're talking about it. Even if I know long-term, I'm not the person to disciple them. For example, there's a gal right now that I know somebody who has been in her exact shoes. I will talk to her, you know, one or two times from the get-go. And then I'm going to connect her with this other gal who I know has more specific insight to that issue. So I think that is one yeah. mm-hmm. way to problem solve in a way. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just like being aware of the resources around mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, if there's a certain topic or something. So sometimes when I disciple people, I go through a book with them and like, like I've talked about a few times, I'm going through, let me be a woman with a gal, a young gal at our church. Um, sometimes when I do discipleship, it's just like a really natural relationship. So we will just like hang out doing things together. Um, mutual things that we would already be doing. We decide to do together and we have intentional conversations while we're doing them. Yeah. So I think that's key right there. I think what you're saying is key, like go into it beforehand, knowing I want to talk to her about this today, like purpose. Yes, it's a natural context, but purpose to actually have a goal in your conversation. So it's not just 
pointless times, you know? So I think that takes um, thinking up some questions before you're even together. Like, okay, I want to touch base about this. I want to ask her about that. And I want to um, give her this verse to think about, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yep. that, ta- that takes very little effort from the discipler. Like you can be thinking uh-huh. over that as you wash the dishes, you know? Um, but, and also for me, it just, it takes a realization that me discipling women is going to look a lot different than the way that Jared's discipling men. Um, because yeah. he has more focused time than I do. Um, he doesn't have little people. More running. coffee shop time. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and just being okay with that to be, to not try to like yeah. see what he's doing as the only way for it to happen. Um, and then, okay. So, um, a new friend of mine, uh, who listens to the podcast. So, Hey, (laughs) she just asked me recently to disciple her and I, and she asked about a specific topic that she wanted to, um, grow in that she's been feeling convicted about. So I gave her a reading to do, and then like some questions, like some homework to do with it, um, for her to talk about with her husband, for her to look up in the Bible, some thoughts on, and then she's going to get back with me. So uh, again, that didn't take a lot of work on my end. Um, it's something that she's wanting to grow in. So it's, it's more her work in another, in other words, Mm -hmm. to be done. Um, but I'm just kind of facilitating some, um, some seed for her, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a more historic understanding of a teacher and like a mentor anyways, Mm -hmm. is that you're really just there to provide them interaction with knowledge and wisdom on their own terms. Uh And and I think that if you are somebody who is wanting to be discipled out there, you have to understand that you have to put in the work too. Proverbs is full of verses that talk about seeking after wisdom, digging it up, finding it, searching it out. So you can't approach a discipleship type of uh, relationship and think they have to perform for me, basically. Mm. And the reason I'm saying that is because then as the one discipling, you have to realize, too, it's not your job to be going and doing it all for them all the time. Yes, be connecting them with people, be connecting them with books. But you kind of have to ask yourself, like, if you're a few months into discipleship and clearly they're, like, not interested in actually learning, then maybe it's time to end that part of your lending your schedule to them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. So when you're in discipleship relationships, is it open-ended? Do you put a time limit on it? Are you like, Hey, for the next six months, we're going to have this kind of relationship or what's it look like? Well, I think for me, it's very, very Mm open-ended. And part of that is because right now, Brian has told me like schedule wise, I mean, literally two weeks ago, he was like, this gal can come over if you're putting her to work. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) And I think part of that is because we don't realize that's how discipleship has happened throughout most of history. It's very weird that we go have one-on-one conversations in coffee shops. Yeah. So, um, first of all, don't feel weird about that. I know it does feel weird. And I felt weird that my husband was telling me that, but it's true. Like that, if the goal of discipleship is knowing how to live as a Christian, as a female Christian, then that does mean coming alongside other people and working with them. And we've talked about this a lot before, but because of that, specifically because I'm pregnant right now, I don't have a lot of capacity to bring people over into my home with my other children to do work with me. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I've been doing lately is, um, one, I have a monthly book group 
my gals know when they approach me like this is a time I make myself very available. We read a wide variety of books so that we can cover a wide variety of topics. Um, so that's one way I make myself physically available and physically present. You go meet personally with them? Yeah, like okay. we have live. Yeah, I mean it's an ongoing, yeah, mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. Um, but two, I just move a lot of questions to Voxer, to be honest. Yeah. I like that because that was I'm, great advice you gave me the other yeah. day. Yeah. I'm having like an actual conversation with them. They understand, like, they can hear my kids in the background. They understand this is costing me something. It's costing them something to come and ask me. But I usually, I don't even like to leave discipleship open-ended itself. I want to know what do you want to learn about? What's the topic that you want to learn about? Sometimes recently with a gal, I sent her a huge list of questions to answer Mm -hmm. so that I can help her think through on her own, like almost giving her the tools to learn how to disciple herself in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. I think I'm thinking of this in classical education terms, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but, um, I, cause really that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to hand them the word. The word is the tool that they need. You're trying to hand them a habit. Perhaps mm-hmm. you're trying to hand them a beautiful vision for being a mother in a home. Mm-hmm. So really like asking a lot of questions to put the work back on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So you're not the one carrying the weight of discipleship. Yeah. And I think just remembering that we're pointing people to Christ. We're not giving yeah. them ourselves Correct. as a savior. And yes. <laughs> and if we start thinking of it in terms of like, well, it has to be time with me. I have to be mm-hmm. present. I mm-hmm. have to be there. I have to be mm-hmm. giving my words of wisdom to them and feeding them in my from my heart to theirs. <laughs> like you're setting yourself up as the savior rather than just pointing them to Jesus and letting them like, hey, yep. come follow me as I follow Christ. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So because that it is very open-ended, you know, I could spend one afternoon voxing, you know, I could give an hour of my afternoon voxing, thoroughly answering questions about say education. How could I educate my kids? I've never thought about this before. What do you think about it? Mm -hmm. They can ask me all their questions right there. I can be cleaning, doing dishes. Mm -hmm. And then she might not have questions until she comes back two years later. Now she's homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did what you said. Now help me. I'm exhausted. What else should I be doing? What should I not be doing? Like, so it's very, very open-ended. Yeah. That's good advice. Yep. Any other thoughts on sustainable discipleship? I think, I don't know if this makes sense. I like to ride the energy wave that comes with those conversations. So for example, when I did recently have a Voxer conversation, I knew by this time, you know, by Friday of next week, you need to check in about this topic. Mm-hmm. By Tuesday, you need to check in about this topic. Make yeah. sure you recommend this book next time. So I make, I made a list of those things mm-hmm. um, so that I'm not mentally like, so that it's fruitful for both of us, I guess. Yeah. And you were saying you reminders even. Yeah. So yeah, I noticed that Brian, cause Brian and I have, we share the same um, calendar and I noticed some of how he does his discipleship was just actually scheduling reminders into your calendar. And I'm not saying that's for everyone. I'm not trying to make this less personal, mm-hmm. but as a mom with so many things right. on my brain, I yeah. don't want to forget those things. Right. And so I really will schedule that stuff onto my index card even, yeah. you know, yeah. And a lot of times it's like, it's not that my heart doesn't want to do those things. It's that I literally forget. So I, I <laughs> yes. don't even like pray for someone this time, this day, you know, text them about this thing going on. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful for technology in that way. Um, yeah. I was also going to say, go back and listen to our interview that we did with Paige because she had some yes. good tips on discipleship of younger women on there too. Yeah. 
he um, brings them over to their house and they do stuff together. And I'm not, I do like, obviously in person is the way to go as much as you can, but think about how to put your technology to work for you. Yeah. You know, don't, we've talked about this before. It's not just a main source of entertainment. How to, how can you use it as a tool for the kingdom? Mm-hmm. But you know, I am about to have a baby and I am thinking through who are the young girls, high schoolers, even young college girls mm-hmm. that I can bring over to see the realities of family life with a new baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I wish, I wish someone would have said, Hey Lexi, I'm three days postpartum you're in college. You need to see what this is like. Come on over here. Make me some breakfast. Make my kids some breakfast. You know, I wish, I wish I, I wish I would have known to even want that. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to brainstorm ways of the next season. Like what can mentorship look like and be okay. I say this in my book group. If you go into the app and the hangout, you'll see I'm okay with seasonality of mentorship too. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe all you can do is boxer right now. Yeah. Maybe next time you'll have more capacity, but just don't give up on it altogether, I guess. Get creative with it. Yes. Yeah. That's good because there are seasons that all you have to give is like a couple texts a week. And it's like, that's okay. That's okay. Praise God for that. And there are seasons that you are going to be able to be super intentional and you're basically writing a book for somebody. (laughs) Like that's and that's awesome too. Praise God that um just trusting that it's God who is working in them. And you're just tools for his work. So yep. being grateful for that. And, um, you're just planting them. little seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening and let us know your tips too. If you have any tips that you've found useful and, um, yep. relationships. Thanks for listening. See you guys.